Uh, we're talking the Pittsburgh Pirates today. Jim Bowden here. Uh, talk to me. PNC Park, one of the most absolute beautiful, beautiful parks. Uh, and uh, the product that's on the field, well, Jim, it's less than spectacular. The Pirates last year won just 62 games. They lost 100. They were tied for last uh, in the American in the uh, in the National League Central, they had a minus two twenty six run differential. That is wasn't the worst in the league, but it was absolutely horrendous. So as we get started here, Jim, I say hi. How are you? Put down that Pramani Brothers sandwich, and let's talk Pittsburgh Pirates. Did they do anything to make themselves better? In the offseason. Yeah, I think they did. And they started by saying they wanted to improve defense at first base. And so they made the trade of Jack Hartman to the Tampa Bay Rays for G-Man Choi. And one of the issues they had as they're trying to develop shortstop O'Neill Cruz is that O'Neill Cruz still needs work on his footwork, which is causing some erratic throws. And the Pirates last year really didn't have a first baseman that help him out by scooping balls or... Uh, helping him out with the defense on the, on the first base side. So they pick up the left-hand hitting Choi, uh, who can help upgrade there. Uh, in that trade, they also went out in free agency and signed Carlos Santana to DH at one year, $6.72 million. And part of the thinking there is Santana is so good at walking, so good at working account. Their whole idea is they want their young hitters, Cabrian Hayes, Cruz, Sawinski. They want those guys to watch how a guy like Santana and Choi will work account, work deep in account, foul a couple of balls off, then get the ball they can handle and hit it hard. So they brought in some veterans with the idea of let's help the kids. They weren't done either. They went and brought Andrew McCutcheon back. What a feel-good story that is. Um, the face of the Pirates for so many years has returned to Pittsburgh on a one-year $5 million deal. He'll sit there and play right field. And the whole idea, again, leadership uh, matters. They bring in Rich Hill who, look, no one has more shapes and sizes to his pitches. Doesn't matter that he's north of 40. Another veteran guy to help the young uh, pitchers. They also picked up Connor Joe in a depth play with the Rockies for outfielder um, or for right-handed pitcher Nick Garcia. So they were wheeling and dealing. They got some veteran pieces to help the young prospects develop. So I think it was worthwhile. Does it move the needle? No. Does it get them out of fourth place? No. But they'll be more competitive. Uh, they are on the lower end of the uh, MLB wins totals. Look, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk over under on win totals uh, maybe a little later on here. But let's go around the diamond uh, and talk about what we've got for fantasy. Do we have anything for fantasy? A couple of names that stand out behind the plate: Austin Hedges. Uh, he'll lead the charge with Kevin Pluecki behind him. G-Man Choi, first base, maybe splitting some time with Carlos Santana, who also. Uh, be a DH. Rodolfo Castro the uh, at second base. Cabrian Hayes at third. And the big man, O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. In the outfield, McCutcheon, Sawinski, and Brian Reynolds. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, Santana at the DH spot. From a fantasy standpoint, Jim, who do you like and who are you going to avoid? Okay, so I think as you broke it all down, um, I really like Brian Reynolds because I know what I'm getting. I'm getting a 25 home run bat, a solid player. So I, I, I like that play. I, I like Cabrian Hayes, but I like I like him better in reality than I do fantasy. Great defensive third baseman. Finished second in the gold glove voting behind Nolan Arenado. In fantasy, that doesn't matter. 
I think he's got a chance to break out, but there's so many third basemen I like better in baseball that I won't have a lot of shares of them. If it was reality, I would. Uh, O'Neill Cruz has a lot of upside. Uh, he's got a lot of holes on, on the plate. You know, he's a big frame shortstop at six seven. Believe it or not, um, but the holes are big. But big power, big speed, big arm, exciting tools, and that's kind of where we stand right now on him. How so, do you feel, how do you player, feel about O'Neill Cruz being that guy? You know, we talk about big guys who you know have the holes in their swing. Uh, Aaron Judge struggled in his uh, his onset. Troy Glaus, I remember he struggled uh, early on. Another big man. Uh, when you got a guy like O'Neill Cruz, from what you've seen from him, Jim, how comfortable do you feel that he'll get it? Um, I think you'll get it. How comfortable, though? You know, it's hard because I like seeing guys that I don't have to worry about them closing a hole. Right. right. Historically, I like seeing it. I like Jordan Walker of the Cardinals. I got to see it. It's exciting when I see it. I'm very confident that this is going to be a 30 home run bat and a 20 stolen base guy. I'm just not confident on the batting average or on base percentage. That's not that's not part of the game. And on that particular team, you know, I, I would think we're going to get 85 to 90 runs in RBIs, but I don't know for sure because it is the Pirates. And that's what makes O'Neill Cruz kind of hard to navigate through in fantasy. Um, I like him a lot. The tools are great. He's going to be playing at 24. He's a young guy with great upside. But I can't tell you that I'm as convicted, you know, like Corbin Carroll's going to hit, right? Jordan Walker's going to hit. Um, I think Cruz will in time. But it's, you know, the, the thing that people don't understand is when you're sitting there at 6'7, 220, it's really hard to not have alt. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. really hard to do what Aaron Judge has done. <laughs> it's just really hard. And um, I, I I trust him. And when he faces mediocre pitching, I think he's going to crush it and kill it. I just worry about when he's when he's facing elite pitching that can put the ball exactly where they want it with good spin. I think it's going to be challenging for him. Okay. So, Brian Reynolds, you're in on yep. O'Neill Cruz. You can be wooed into him. Yeah. And that's about it. That's about it. And that's about it. Let's yeah. go to the pitching mound okay. then. Uh, right. Ronzi Contreras, Rich Hill, the aforementioned Rich Hill. Uh, Mitch Keller who introduced the new sweeper pitch this year. Vince Velasquez, JT Brubaker. I don't even need to go into the uh, into the depth part of this yet. Jim, is there any is there anybody on this Pittsburgh pitching staff who you're going to have on your fantasy team this year? David Bednar, the closer, is the pitcher that I will have. There you uh, go. <laughs> Yeah, right to those, the pen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the kind of saves I get. He should get he should get most of the saves, and then if he's traded, you know, you hope he's traded to a place where he can still close at the deadline. Um, but that's the kind of closer I get because I don't usually use a third round or fourth round or fifth round pick for closer, so I get a little bit later. Bedner's one of the guys on my list that I'll take later on to get my saves. I, I'm never scared to get saves from last place teams. There are a lot of people look and go. Well, why would I want a closer on a team that's going to win 60 or 65 games? Well, because who's going to close the, who's going to get the saves of those 60, 65 games? If yeah. you've got a team that has one guy that's supposed to get them, then he's going to get enough saves for you. So, uh, yeah, Bednar. You know, look, I like Mitch Keller. I like Ranzi Contreras. I do, but it's not a good team and hard to get wins. And, you know, you're just not. In fantasy, I, 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 I tend to, on starting pitchers like, 
pitchers that are on winning teams. It's a lot harder when you're on a team that's not going to win a lot of games. Well, nobody really has any big strikeout potential that, no. that you covet in fantasy either. So it's not just that he's pitching on a losing team. He's not. He's pitching on a losing team, and he doesn't really strike out a ton of guys. So, um, so I'm with you on that. So then looking forward to uh, Pittsburgh's future, um, you know, anything on the horizon? What, what prospects that you like? I'll give you prospects that I love. Okay. I'm going to start Me with too. Termar Johnson, who I love. Now, anyone that knows me knows my favorite thing in Major League Baseball, hitters. I love guys that are going to hit. They're going to get up to the plate, and they're going to hit, hit. Termar Johnson's going to hit, hit. Just like Jose Altuve, hit, hit. Same short, compact swing, left-hand hitter, uh, small size, I don't care. Hitter, short arms, short to the ball, great bat speed. Going to be special. Love the player. You got to wait a few years, right? He was drafted out of high school in the first round, but I'm a big Termar Johnson guy. Um, I cannot believe how good Andy Rodriguez became last year. This guy's a beast. Like, I, like I, he came out, honestly, out of nowhere. Like, none, people say they saw that coming. They did not see that coming, including general manager Ben Sherrington. When I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he said he never thought – he would be this kind of player, but boy, he bust out last year. Played at three levels, A, double A, and triple A. Hit 323 with 25 homers, 95 RBIs, and 39 doubles. Scored 92, drove in 95. I mean, uh, just he was a beast, Howard. Just a beast. That's what he was. Um, catcher by trait, catching prospect, will qualify for catcher when he makes up. You're in a dynasty league. You better know his name. That's all I'm going to tell you. Even if he doesn't catch for the Pirates, he'll qualify. Um, They've got another catching prospect they took first overall. And I didn't like, out of Louisville, Henry Davis, who went first overall. I didn't like him as first overall. I was surprised they took him. But he's a great human and a a leader and one of those guys. I don't view him, though, like a Rutschman. You know, I I don't think he's going to play to where he was drafted myself. Like the player, don't get me wrong. Um, I like Quinn Priester. They've already sent him out, the right-handed pitching prospect. Good stuff. We'll see how he develops. They've already sent him out, though, this year, by the way. they got a, uh, a couple of middle infielders I like, Nick Gonzalez and Levar uh, Peguero, who they're high on. they got a couple of pitchers I like in Lewis Ortiz and Bubba Chandler. So, yeah, the farm system's got some pieces with Tamar Johnson and Andy Rodriguez, the two you have to have if you're playing Dynasty. All right. Well, we already know what the front office is all about with Pittsburgh, and when push comes to shove, they'll they'll trade away a, a piece in order, in order to get younger or whatever. We'll we'll be watching to see if they ever uh, do trade Brian Reynolds. Maybe Carlos Santana becomes a a late season trade partner, but we we know that we don't have ex- expectations here. So let's wrap things up here with the Pittsburgh Pirates, Jim. You know how we love to do it in front office insights. Give me one fantasy sleeper, one fantasy bust. Okay, uh, fantasy sleeper, I'll go Brian Hayes, and I want to tell you why, though. It's all about the launch angle. If he can figure out how to improve his launch angle significantly, he'll all of a sudden hit for power, and everyone will look up and go, oh, my God, he's 40 doubles, 25 homers? How did that happen? And then we're all going to say because he figured out the launch angle, because right now he doesn't have any. So I'll go with the sleeper, but Brian, if you're listening, change your launch angle, dude. Do what Christian Yelich did when he was at the Marlins and all of a sudden became an MVP, okay? 
Now, in terms of my bust, I'm going Andrew McCutcheon. Like, I know there's going to be fantasy players that are going to fall in love with Andrew. He's such a great guy. He's back with the Pirates. He gets to play full time. Andrew McCutcheon is 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 done, guys. He should be a part time player. He'll be a bust if you think he's going to be something. He won't be. Sorry. All right. Sad way to end it, but that's the way it goes. And you know, listen, he gets to retire as a uh, as a pirate, uh, and and go you know into the into the lore of the Pittsburgh organization down the road. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us here with the Pittsburgh Pirates. As always, we appreciate you listening to the MLB Front Office Insights here at the Fantasy Alarm. 